I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your source for everything happening in Chicago, around the world, and online. Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals are gone, but if you're like me, there's still plenty of holiday shopping that needs to be done. And let's face it, online shopping is so easy. But more often, these sites are clogged with advertisements from third-party sellers that you might click on by accident, making you wonder which site you're actually on. And then there's the issue of figuring out if the picture that you're seeing online is actually what you'll get in the mail. Or worse, if the site that your social media platform recommends is an outright scam. But don't despair. We've got some tips for you. Heather Kelly is a tech reporter for The Washington Post, and she's been looking into this issue. Glad to have you back, Heather. Sure thing. Glad to be here. So isn't online shopping supposed to be easier than going out and doing it in person? Depending on how you feel about driving and seeing other people in real life, yes, (laughs) it does seem like the more appealing option. uh, But it's gotten so popular that it's attracted its own set of unique and complicated issues. Yeah, it seems to have become more challenging, wouldn't you say? It's it's more challenging. And it's also uh, everything that's come with it has made it take longer. Like one of the allures of of online shopping used to be, oh, I can do this quickly and get it done instead of having to run errands. And now just researching could take as long as going to Target. (laughs) Right, right. So talk to us about the ads. What kind of ads are popping up while people are shopping? and, And where exactly are folks seeing the most ads? So I feel like you see the most ads on Google and sites like Amazon, uh, the places that have third-party sellers that really want that, that extra placement. They want to be at the top of your search results when you look up measuring cups on Amazon. And where it gets sticky is it's just not always very clear what is an advertisement and what isn't, uh, especially on Amazon, which has these sort of different looks for some ads. There's something called Amazon's Choice, and you're like, is that... Is oh. that an ad? Honestly, I'm not sure. So it's it's a, a bunch of reading the small print and looking for these tiny signifiers. Yeah, what do you mean by different looks for the ads? Well, it might say sponsored. It might be in a little carousel. Um, it okay. might just say something really clear on top like advertisement. Uh, but it's it's in, the, in Amazon's best interest to make it a little less clear what is an ad or isn't so that that company then gets more clicks and Amazon gets more money. Why are we seeing so many of them? Is it a new thing or has that just kind of been the case? It, it's always been a thing. I don't know. I've been using Amazon for so long and I, I'm sure they've updated their website, but I think fundamentally the look of shopping on Amazon hasn't changed a lot in the past decade or two. Uh, and that kind of contributes a little bit to the confusion. Um I think Amazon is, is trying to play both sides. They, they sell goods. They make money off of those goods. But they're also, what people don't realize is they're a very large advertising business. Mm-hmm. And they are selling ads to these other companies. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of my, my last time on Amazon, which was probably mm, yesterday. Um, and <laughs> um, I do remember seeing, I, I typed in, you know, whatever item I was searching for. And I do remember seeing that once the results popped up, the there were some pictures of of various options for that item that weren't actually real. They were ads. Like and I had to, but I had to look really closely to to recognize that. And once I clicked on the item it, it looked different. Like my buying experience from there started to look different. And then I would click back and say, oh, okay, that's because it was an ad, right? It wasn't actually that coat that I was looking for. Exactly. And sometimes even if it's not clearly an ad, you're gonna have a whole other set of issues of like, well is this a good coat? Is this a scam coat? Does this coat exist? Yes, um, that's exactly the yeah. process I went through, or the rabbit hole, I should say. So these ads, though, they are Amazon-sponsored? 
They are Amazon-sponsored ads. And they'll say, like, you'll see, look for this tiny little gray word that says sponsored, like a whisper. Yeah. And it has a little eye next to it. And that's where you can click and you'll, you'll see a little explanation of why you're getting that ad at all. And these, these ads are different from the, the recommended similar items or customers also bought this. Yes, that's, that's a completely different <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, once you actually click on real jackets, you're going to get, you usually get two kinds of things. You'll see, oh, these are similar. Other people who looked at this jacket looked at these shirts. And then there's going to be this advertising-based option of like, if you like this scent, perhaps you will enjoy. Um, and those are ads. So what are some things that you, you want us to keep in mind then when we see these ads, maybe on Instagram or Amazon for very cute boots or coats or sweaters? <laughs> so if, you, if you're going to be an online shopper, you're, you're already taking on a little more risk because you can't touch it. You can't see it. You don't know entirely who's selling it. So you're going to have to be a researcher as well. Um, the first thing I would do, let's stick with your coat. I don't know if you bought it yet, but if you haven't, you can use this. I did. And we're waiting. We'll, we'll get it tomorrow. I'll let you know, Heather, how it worked out. Because I, I listen. <laughs> well, listen, I had to I had to return one two weeks ago that was I was a victim, <laughs> you know, I, and it was not what was advertised and buttons were missing. And, and I sent that right back, oh, no. dropped it off at Whole Foods um, and, and sent it back. But yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for your second coat. Thank um, you. So what, one thing you can do is, first of all, reviews, you know, that used to be a thing we trust. We don't trust reviews anymore. Even Amazon, I think, is kind of acknowledging that this is a system that's very easily gamed. So what you want to do first is see who the seller is. Look up the company selling the coat, and you're going to see if they have a website or a social media presence. You're going to click through and see if they're selling other things. Now, one red flag for me personally is if, if I'm looking at a company selling clothing and I click on their profile and they're also selling dog bowls or paper clips, like a really random selection of things. Yeah. That to me says this is sort of a sketchy seller just out to make a buck. They're not really a clothing company. Um, yeah. You can also look up the company on Google if they have a website and see what year that website was thrown up. And that will tell you a lot. If they've been around uh. for a long time, that's much more legitimate. If they've been around for six months, like I would just close the browser and go to Zara. At <laughs> Keep it moving. Yeah. Well, to that end, I'm also wondering how we can just tell from the get-go that a shopping website is actually reputable. Because as we talked about the social media algorithms, like they're going to pop things up in our feeds that are just kind of tailored to our interests or maybe something else we were searching on another browser earlier that day. But a lot of times it's from these sites that I've just never heard of. So how do you know if it's a scammy website? It's, it's hard because also the photography is getting so much better. So it might so be much better. a scammy website and you're like, oh, but like it looks cute on the model. Um, so I, one of my favorite things to do, and this is a bit advanced, is I'll take the photo and I'll do a reverse Google image search. And I'll see if that company actually took that photo or if it's stock photography Genius. or if it's on a site like, like Alibaba, who has photos themselves and companies will also take them. If a company has a budget for a real photo shoot, to me that says they're actually interested in being in business. And if they're just lifting other people's photos or like Photoshopping different colors, uh, that's another red flag mm-hmm. for me. That's such, such a good Good tip. What about reviews? I try to read reviews and get a good sense. Sometimes there aren't any reviews. And that sometimes allows me to backpedal. But how much can we rely on reviews? So one thing to just immediately dismiss is like the overall star review. Uh, that used to be the easy shorthand. Oh, it's got, you know, four and a half out of five stars on Amazon. That must mean it's good. You're going to look a little closer and you're going to see 
uh, go immediately to like the one star reviews, go to the two star reviews, see what the complaints are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that might even make you feel better about the product. It it might be, oh, you know, it was a really good quality, but it took too long to show up or there was just this string hanging off of it. If if it's sort of minor stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good sign. If the, if the one star reviews are like, this was actually a coat made out of brown paper and taped together, then you're getting a better idea. And also if you see a large volume of reviews of all five-star reviews that are kind of recent, that's a sign they've been bought. And if it sounds like they're describing a different product, that's also a sign that it's not legitimate. Sometimes people use the same page to sell different products and just change it over time. I've seen that too, that the large group of five-star reviews that almost sounds similarly worded too, right? That's yes, that's always a red flag. Exactly. I've also, Heather, been seeing a lot more video reviews that are clearly from people who were paid to, to do so, right? Uh, these video reviews of the sweater or um, them trying on the outfit uh, just, you know, to try to convince us. But then I'll still purchase it and the quality is terrible. It's thinner than I thought. Uh, you know, so I almost, I don't know what I can trust anymore. This is such a huge problem. I also love shopping for clothes, I'll admit. Um, I think it's it's sort of, it comes from like TikTok and Instagram influencers, and they were making money doing this. And so the sites themselves were like, oh, people want to see, you know, interesting people holding up the clothes in real life and trying them on. Uh, and so they're just sort of, you know, outsourcing that themselves. Mm-hmm. One one thing I like to do is like I go to a brand. Like you have to know what brand you trust. And one of my favorites, I'll look at Nordstrom's or something and see what brands they carry because they have professional shoppers whose entire job it is to like check quality, look at thread counts, test them out before they choose their brands. And so you know that those brands are legitimate, and you can go directly to their website or find other places where they're sold. But at least you know the company making it is real. Um, and another thing is I would avoid third party sellers, both Walmart and Amazon and a degree Google have these third-party sellers, right. smaller companies selling things directly to consumers. There's no seller involved there. And Target, which is dabbling in this a little, still very much has its own first-party system. Like it's stuff that Target has picked out and is selling, and it's Target quality, but at least you know what you're getting with Target quality. Mm-hmm. Are, are people still looking up businesses in the Better Business Bureau sites? Yeah, that's that's one. It's still there. You're going yeah. to find a lot of complaints. Or some, sometimes I find like these sites are so new that nobody's even, you know, they're not even on the, the Better Business Bureau site. There's another site called Trustpilot, which is, is sort of similar and a little more active for online stores. You can also go to the Secretary of State website and look up businesses that are registered in that state to make sure they're real. If you're really creepy like me, you can look up the address where they're based, do a Google Map <laughs> search, and see if it's just like some sketchy garage or an actual business yeah. area. No, I've done that. So I guess we're together. We are <laughs> creep squared. Uh, more hobbies. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The holiday gift buying season is upon us. And we're talking about how to avoid scams, especially when you are shopping online. We're talking with Washington Post tech reporter Heather Kelly. So you talked with someone, Heather, who keeps this running list of scam brands that she's run into online. What does she do with them? Oh, yes, yeah, she has. A, she's just it's kind of like an influencer and she loved ordering online. She, she was just like us. And she was ordering a lot from those Instagram ads. You see that so tempting and everybody looks really French and you're like, yes, I need that. Um, and so she would order from them and she started keeping track of when it was absolutely a scam. I talked with her a while ago. I think she's, she's still keeping that list updated. Uh, and it kind of shows that we, we can't trust these sort of reviews on the sites, but we can talk to each other. We can like create communities 
and sort of spread the word about like what is good or what isn't. And I find, you know, there are some, some people on TikTok and Instagram who are pretty honest about what they're paid for and what they're actually testing. And that's a good place to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you want to build like this network of people you trust who have similar interests, I feel like. And and I have what you know might sound like a, a bad habit of buying clothing online, but are are there some things that are better to buy in person than than I online? Feel, I mean, okay, I'm excited about your coat. A coat is something I would also the expensive, the big ticket items that you want to last a long time. Those are something I try and buy in person. I've had a, a beautiful coat show up and there was no lining, and I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, this is not going to keep me warm boots or something, shoes that are, are really an investment for you that you're going to have for a long time. And anything where a fit is going to be really specific, uh, you want to maybe try it on in person. Those are, those are good to do. Now, think basics, t-shirts, socks, underwear. Yeah, obviously I'm buying all of those online sometimes late at night when I'm bored for no reason. Yeah, no, I definitely do the same thing. So um, back to the reviews, though. I mean, again, I... Have started to not trust reviews as as much as I have before, but it hasn't, you know, really stopped me from leaving reviews myself. Um, so, oh, d- does leaving a bad review or reporting a bad experience does that do anything? Because I feel like these businesses still exist even after I've said don't buy from them or here's my terrible experience. They're still able to put more products online. They are, but I feel like just one one really honest, well-written review might save somebody else from falling for the same experience. Um, I still use Yelp a lot for reviews. I know that's not online shopping, but I think there is some trust in, in good reviewers, and you can see when somebody, like they can click on your profile and, and see that you like things and dislike things, and it becomes pretty clear whether or not uh, people are sketchy reviewers. Uh, but when things are really, really bad, you want to skip the review phase and just report them to the website. Yeah, uh, this is where we go back to Trustpilot, Better Business Bureau. Uh, you can put it on Reddit is a great place. I love Reddit. Reddit is a great place to sort of, there's some subreddits that are specifically about sort of scammy brands. You can put it on there. But then also report it to the companies hosting it, Amazon, Walmart, and right. Shopify, which is a big hit with, with these sort of sketchy sellers because it's so easy to make a website. And is there a way to be more environmentally friendly when, when shopping online? I know Amazon is shipping items in one box instead of three, for instance, right? Any other suggestions? <laughs> yes. And it's actually, what's funny is it's not so much that there's fewer, there's less cardboard involved that's good for the environment. It's that you're saving on car trips. It's those big trucks going around constantly giving you two-day delivery. That's even worse for the environment. So, you know, order ahead of time. Like it's December doesn't start until tomorrow. That way you can wait until you have everything in your shopping cart ready to go and then do one delivery. You don't need next day delivery yes. on most things. <laughs> At least in my life. I don't want to judge anybody else. If you have a baby, you absolutely need next day delivery. But beyond that, most of us can wait a little while. So be patient and plan ahead and do things at once instead of, you know, doing grocery shopping in person and then also online. Just kind of consolidate and just think about how many car or truck rides are going into me getting these things. Love it. Heather Kelly is a tech reporter for The Washington Post. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather. If you're enjoying getting the latest news and culture anywhere that you are, then subscribe to our podcast. We've got tech stories just like this and more for you to check out. 
And when you subscribe, go ahead, leave us a rating. I know, I know every podcast says that, but it really does help more people find us. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.